All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Daily Faceoff Live, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. As always, the show is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. I come to you wearing a snapback and an old hoodie, Frank Saravalli in a perfectly pressed dress shirt. How's it going, Frank? Pretty good in Seattle, day two of the NHL Board of Governors meetings, and uh, this is the final day of meetings, but we should have a little bit more on the news front as Commissioner Gary Bettman is expected to address the media for the first time. We will get to your Board of Governors notebook in just a second, but first some injury news from around the NHL to lead the show with Sabres fans can exhale. Tage Thompson will make his return to the lineup first game since November 14th. Frank, that is a big boost for Buffalo. Huge, literally and figuratively. Uh, getting Tage Thompson back. The Sabres are hoping this allows their offense to take off. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, week-to-week fractured finger. Dustin Wolf back up from the Calgary Wranglers locker room into the Calgary Flames locker room. And Thomas Shabbat is once again out for the Senators. So plenty of injury news going around. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for more updates there throughout the day. But let's start with your Board of Governors notebook, Frank, out in Seattle, like you said. And while we're expecting more news today, there were a couple of headlines from yesterday starting with the salary cap. We learned a pretty important number. Yeah, we did. And the thing is, we didn't necessarily learn it, so to speak, because it's already been there in terms of uh, the CBA that's in place between the NHL and the NHLPA. But the NHL confirming to the Board of Governors on Monday that the salary cap is on track to increase to $87.7 million next season. What does that mean? 
Well, the CBA calls for once the billion dollar debt that was due from players to owners is completely repaid, which it should be right about now in December, that next season's cap will increase by 5%. So 5% of 83.5 is 4.2 million. That's how we end up at the 87.7. So on that front, um, just the status quo, I think what remains to be seen is this summer, will the NHL and NHLPA negotiate something even higher than that? Marty Walsh hinted at that in his interview with me last week on Frankly Speaking, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts, but that's a long ways off. So potentially this number is like the floor? It's the minimum. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that's sense. and I don't want to call it the floor because there is a salary cap floor that's different than this. But yeah. uh, the minimum that the increase could be would be eighty seven point seven million. All right. I lobbed that one up to you. You hit it out of the park. I'll throw this one on a T twenty twenty four NHL draft. Sounds like the sphere in Las Vegas. That talk was tabled to today's portion of the meeting. And the part of it that's interesting is for the NHL, this is a significant departure in terms of what they normally might be spending on an NHL draft. It is expensive not just to be the first professional sports team to be in the incredibly sports league, to be in the incredibly unique venue, but more than that, it costs money to not just rent it, but also to be in a spot where you can program it. That's a whole different thing for the sphere is it's nice to be in there, but you've got to make it look cool. You've got to have Macklin Celebrini coming down on a rush and boom, it's right in your face to make it look awesome inside the sphere to dress up an NHL draft. That's really expensive. And so the question today is, will the NHL's board of governors rubber stamp what would be a pretty expensive draft? The expectation is yes. We don't have any insight that the league is even looking at an alternative site, but we'll see if the league announces today officially that the sphere is home of the 2024 draft. Yeah, but if they're going to stop doing this whole thing where everyone comes together for the draft, if this is the last year, then you spend big on it, right? Like go out with a bang. Why not? That was the thought process from the NHL was chef's kiss. Let's send it off in the traditional format exactly like that. Uh, okay. And I'll wrap up with this. Michael Anlauer spoke to the media and uh, had a few interesting notes to say. But if you're a Senators fan sitting here banging your fist on the table going, we want change, your hands are going to get sore. Yeah, it is. I, I think the Anlauer and Steos team is pretty reluctant to make a change with the coaching staff. They've been preaching stability. Uh, they have seven games in hand on teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, as Michael Anlauer pointed out. It's an incredible number. And I'd say stay tuned. It wasn't exactly a vote of confidence for DJ Smith, but they certainly don't want to play that card if they don't have to. And it was interesting if you were one of those people maybe going, oh, Steve Stales will just stay on as the GM. This will be his show. Uh, Ann Lauer pointed out the model they use in Montreal with Kent Hughes um, and company there, that that's kind of what they're aiming towards with Stales and a full-time GM. Yeah, they want a two-headed monster. And so the GM search hasn't begun in earnest. I don't think there's any rush to do so. But um, certainly they're in a spot where um they're thinking that they'd like to get to that point eventually they're just trying to th calm things down in the meantime there we go we've cleared off the off-ice headlines from around the nhl let's get into what we saw on the ice last night the dogs were howling in arizona our boy sergeant battle is in the youtube chat he says arizona is a wagon they're gonna finish wild card too frank it's a five game heater for the yotes where they have beaten the five most recent Stanley Cup champions. An insane kind of blip in the schedule that they've taken advantage of. Um, but this has been a very, very strong run here for the Desert Dogs. And again, like 
five past Stanley Cup champions, there are very good teams mixed in there. Those aren't past their prime teams heading towards a rebuild. Vegas, Tampa, Colorado, they're very good. Like the Coyotes are showing us something here. Yeah, and then they throttled the Washington Capitals. And uh, Darcy Kemper, of course, not happy leaving that game. Um, I think it was five goals on eight shots that he allowed, which was an incredible number. Um, Look, the Coyotes have been playing great. And I think they've arrived at this interesting juncture where they're certainly more competitive this year. They're starting, you're starting to see right now a lot of what people had predicted in the beginning of the season, which was the Coyotes could be a playoff team. I think they've still got a lot of work to do to get to that point. But here's the thing with Arizona. There's also an interesting sort of undercurrent developing. There was reports of some positive news on that front for the Coyotes on the arena side to potentially stay in Phoenix. I'm not sold that that's necessarily the case, but certainly the idea for this team to go out and sign and trade for pieces this past summer was specifically to try and compete to win more interest in their market. Yes, they want to win. You can't constantly be in a state of rebuild as it feels like they've been for the last decade. They wanted to try and turn the corner to generate more interest in their market. And the way this team is playing, the teams that they're beating, they should be doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite something. And their social media team has really ramped it up this year as well. I know I've pointed out a couple of times throughout the season, the funny little graphics they create uh, when they beat teams. Last night, they had one. That was like a Captain America L, and they tweeted, it's the Washington Capitals' new uh, new mascot. It was quite funny. But the Yotes have won five in a row. They're looking pretty good. There it is. Yeah, the Washington Capitals. I wonder if they got that off of AI. It certainly looks like one that they just typed into chat GPT. Yeah, it does. Uh, the Yotes have been good on and, in a way, off the ice, or at least on Twitter so far this season. Uh, tonight in the NHL, Frank, there's one game on the schedule that is catching everybody's attention. No, it's not Tuesday. It's Hughes Day, as all three Hughes brothers will go head-to-head-to-head this evening. Quinn, Jack, and uh, and Luke. And they're all having just incredible seasons, Frank, which is another side of this. Like, this isn't three guys and, you know, there's one superstar, maybe a fourth liner and a third-pairing D-man who's sliding in. Like a Calder Trophy contender, a Hart Trophy contender, a Norris Trophy favorite. It's it's pretty remarkable what they're doing this season. Yeah, and this is also the future face of Team USA in the Olympics, is it not? I mean, this is a pretty incredible trio and and such they're they're certainly spaced out. Like they, you know, the difference between Quinn and Luke, like Quinn has been in the league for a while by the time Luke was even drafted. And so um that part has been fun to watch. And the reason why it deserves our attention, it's not just because it's three brothers, but as you mentioned, they're really just scratching the surface of the peak of their powers. You think about last year in April, all three stall brothers went head to head in a game. And we never even mentioned it because no offense to the stall brothers who certainly had their moment in the sun at this point in their careers, they're on the back nine, if not on hole 18. And so you look at the Hughes brothers, they're just teeing off. And they're also metaphorically teeing off on the rest of the league as well. At the same time, the assault that Quinn Hughes has put on teams from the back end of the Vancouver Canucks. Jack missed some time, of course, this season with an injury. But the way he started, you know, outpacing the entire league and scoring, you you know, you're talking about a position for one family to dominate trophy races where you're talking about Quinn Hughes winning the Norris, Luke potentially 
obviously this year it's going to be tough with Connor Bedard, but being in that Calder race and and being talked about. And then, of course, Jack, like he's in the Art Ross, the Hart, all those different types of conversations at some point. This is a special, special group. And I kind of feel for their parents. Like, what do you do? How do you root for a situation like this? We see Mama Kelsey all the time with the half Chiefs, half Eagles jersey. Are they going to do that here? I mean, hey, I'm sure the Hughes parents would love to be watching their boys in a Stanley Cup final and making that decision then. Um, I also like, again, Sergeant Battle, you're killing it on YouTube today. He says, the the that trio and the Kachuk brothers, can you imagine Team USA down a goal and those are the five players that they roll over the boards to like try to tie it up late? It's a it's a pretty cool thought. Just saying, Team USA, 2026 Olympics, early okay, two, two quick ones to wrap up this one with you. Uh, Luke Hughes, we'll center, focus on him for a quick second. What would he have to do to dethrone Connor Bedard as the Calder Trophy favorite? Like if Bedard puts up 90 points, but Hughes as a D-man puts up like 70 as a rookie, is that not maybe more impressive? 70? I mean, look at, he's got 11 and 20. Like, I know that's a point of game pace the rest of the season. I'm probably getting a little yeah, carried away. It's a little like, carried away. Like for him to get line? to 70 would be insane. Like, is that the line though? Or if he's at 60, are you like, that's insane enough? Like he's my Calder guy. Like, is there a line? Probably not. I don't think there's any path you would need. And, and knock on wood, if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan, you would need Bedard to be missing a significant chunk of time. Um, And then that would open the door. But short of that, I mean, I think Bedard is going to be close to touching 50 goals this year. And I certainly don't feel crazy saying what I said at the beginning of the season with a bold prediction, 100 points. He's got a lot of work to do to get there, but still 85 or 90 would be incredibly impressive for someone who, as we see in Chicago, has no help and may very well finish in 32nd place. That's quite something that Bedard's doing. And finally, this one's going to be making the rounds on social media, so I'll throw it your way. You're starting an NHL franchise. You can pick one of Lou, or sorry, Quinn or Jack Hughes to start with on your team. Which one do you pick? Um, oh. probably taking Quinn, but really? I'll, I got to tell you that I'm thinking about Luke. No. Because, yeah. Cause Luke, some people think that Luke is the best of the three Hughes brothers. Makes sense. Always the younger brother trying to go toe to toe with his older ones. Eh? Well, no. not only that, but you see the impact that he's already having. It's a bigger impact that Quinn had when he was a rookie. So I love Jack. I always feel like the position he's in as a forward, I, I, for whatever reason, and I can't shake it, I always feel like he's one hit away from being out for a significant period of time. I guess you could say that about all of them. I just don't get the same vibe from Quinn. Maybe that's clouding the way I think about it. Fair enough. All right, let's wrap up. Uh, we're going to play a little high or low, Frank, before we get to Carter Hutton. I got three questions lined up for you, and it's all based on the point leaderboards around the NHL. We will start with the points. Uh, we can flash that up, Gavin. You're taking a look here at the top 10, Frank. I mean, already 10-plus skaters in the league who are at 30 points on the season. Last year, we saw McDavid and Drysaddle each hit the 130-point mark and get close to it. If I set the line at two and a half for 130 point scores this year in the NHL, are you going higher or lower than two and a half players hitting 130? I'm going to go lower. We only had one last year, right? Um, well, dry settle was right 129. There. Yeah, 129. So we did only get one last year, but Kucherov, I mean, 42 in his first 20 some games. That's a good start. 
It is, and he should be right at the top of people's quarter season heart trophy ballot. Uh, I'm going to take the under. Take the under. All right. Uh, quickly, I'll change up the order on you, Gavin. Connor McDavid, if I set his over under, his live in season over under at 129.5, would you go higher or lower? Higher. I think there's a real chance that he scores 100 in the last, well, he would need 100 in the last 60 some games. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's at 29 in his first 20 games right now. I think now, he obviously. could do 110 in that span. 110 in 60 games? Yeah. I mean, we saw him in that shortened season, remember, in the Canadian Division One, put up over 156 games. So it's definitely doable for 97 in Edmonton. And uh, the last one I got for you, Frank, it is about goal scorers. You're taking a look at the leaderboard here, the top five in goal production this season. Over, under, or high or low, Three and a half, 60 goal scorers this season in the NHL. Frank, can more than three and a half players hit that benchmark? Yeah, I'll go high. I'll say probably not going to be Brock Besser, of course. But I, I think there's a real chance that you see Kucherov, Matthews, Panarin shooting, as you mentioned yesterday's show, at a volume that he hasn't before. I don't think he's going to be in that conversation, but I think... McDavid, by the nature of what we just said, is is probably going to have to be. And don't sleep on Pasternak, who very quietly has been excellent. Yeah, don't sleep on Pasta at all. It's weird to say this about a player. Only two goals in his last five games for David Pasternak. He's probably due for a couple multi-goal efforts at some point. No doubt. Uh, I don't know why we don't talk about him more, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we just talked about goal scorers, point production. Let's go to the other end of the ice. Let's talk a little goaltending and get into our big segment for the day. The blue paint is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25, you can make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season and dash that for the win. Former NHL goaltender Carter Hutton making his DFO Live debut. Welcome to the show, Carter. We're going to go around a couple of different spots here in the NHL, but first I'll just, I'll toss you an easy one. Look around the league, 32 spots, 32 crease situations. Which storyline has been the most surprising to you? I think right now most surprising, I got to go to Arizona. If there was one guy that I thought was going to be run away with it to start here, it would be, uh, you know, I thought Vegmelka. Like, you know, he was unbelievable last year. He's played well. And then out of nowhere, Connor Ingram just kind of has been just absolutely phenomenal. And it's impressive to watch right now the run he's on. And it seems like they've been playing every night. And every night it's Connor Ingram finding a way to win and this team is uh, looking really good down there in the desert i'll quickly jump in there do you think connor ingram has what it takes to be a legit number one in the league like can he be a guy who handles 45 to 50 starts for the yotes this year i i always want to see the potential in guys and i i don't know if i do i i think right now it is you know he reminds me of myself you know streaky you start start playing. You got to play three, four times a week. It's tough, right? So it's it's really hard to you know figure that out. So I, I think for him, he's got to really just keep battling here. And I think with Vegmelka, he hasn't really found his game like he had last year. So I think it gives him a chance to kind of get there. And now I think both these guys become trade bait as well. You know, this is uh, with a team like that, and I don't know if they're ready to win just yet. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for sure. Yeah, I was wondering if Vegmelka might be an interesting trade candidate for a team like the Oilers, and then I'm looking at his numbers right now and going, oh, it's kind of the last thing you want is someone whose game has been struggling. You want someone that's lights out. But speaking of lights out, that would be a great way to describe Cam Talbot, Carter, and the LA Kings. Um, 
I, I said in the DFO rundown yesterday with Jason Greger that Rob Blake has balls the size of a dump truck with these two guys. A two and a half million bucks. This was a huge gamble and bet. They felt like Cam Talbot might be able to find that secret sauce again playing with Todd McClellan. Um, when you have a coach, Carter, that really believes in you, as as McClellan clearly does uh, with uh, Cam Talbot, how much of a difference does that make for you as a goalie? I, I think for him, it's it's the confidence, right? You have that familiarity. You have those things that he trusts in you. He understands what you need. And sometimes that's hard when a new coach comes in and, and you don't have that connection. And for Cam, he's 36 years old, right? He's played a lot of minutes. He's played a lot of big games, right? You think of some of those playoff performances he had when he's in Ottawa. He's played well. It's just the fact of like finding the right system there, which I find very interesting in LA right now is Phoenix Copley has not had a great year, right? So you talk about how good LA defends and, Everyone will always be like, well, LA is good. They defend well. But Cam has played over and above, especially when his partner's numbers aren't very good. So it'd be interesting to see how this goes with Cam. And is he going to be your guy? LA, you know, has been a dominant team. Do you think he can run with it for a whole playoff? Or is it something where maybe we need to beef this up a bit and, and move on Copley and find someone to actually help him and push him and give him rest down the stretch? Is it sustainable for Cam is, is going to be the interesting part for sure. Carter, I know you and Cam had the same agents. Did you see this coming from Cam? Like, this is a guy that had struggled with some injury. His game wasn't probably where it needed to be the last few years to get to this type of level again. Did you see it coming? No, I can't say I did. You know, he's a guy that always took good care of himself. Um, and I think at that age, but you look at guys like, you know, James Reimer and these guys that have had success later in their careers and, and consistency. Makes me a little bit jealous, to be honest, uh, you know, sitting here, uh, you know, behind a mic, not giving her. But uh, but for him, honestly, it's exciting. I've always loved Cam. We played against each other in the NCAA um, and then in the minors and then in pro. So was, I kind of came up with him and and he was always that guy that could steal games. And I think as he got on in his career, it was finding that consistency every night where for the most part, when Cam Talbot's in that, you kind of know what you're getting. Right. He's been pretty good. His game doesn't waver a ton. And now finding that you know, this second life, it, it's fun to watch and exciting for him because he's a great guy and a great family man. You uh, talked about the LA Kings. Maybe they want to beef up that backup spot a little bit. Another team who might need to go to the goalie front here and, or the trade front to address things between the pipes is the New Jersey Devils. What have you made of the combo there and sort of their struggles throughout this season? Is it firmly on the goalies or is it maybe the opposite of LA where that system's hurting their goaltenders a little bit? You know, they they definitely have the offense that can buzz, right? You know, they're, they're not shy about scoring. They can play. And you look at, you know, Vitek Vanasek last year. He carried a 9-11, and he's been good since he came in the league, even in Washington. Um, and he just, he literally has never been the guy, right? So I think that always makes a difference, right? Where all of a sudden now you have the key to the castle and you are the guy. And, and it changes the whole dynamic of the pressure. Remember when I was in Nashville, my first year, I had played a bunch of games, but Rene was there. And then all of a sudden, Rene got hurt. He had hip surgery. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm the guy. And I remember for the first little while, I struggled, right? He doesn't have that veteran presence anymore with him. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. And I think if this team wants to make a step, Akira Schmidt is still fairly young and he's fresh to the league. I know he had a great playoff last year and his numbers were great. So I think for him, it's just one of those things where you need to find some guy. If this team wants to break through in that division, they need a guy that is going to be established where sometime having that protection for those younger guys gives them confidence to know they don't have to be the guy every single night. Great stuff, Carter. Really appreciate the insight here. We'll do this again soon. Thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO. Frank, last night, another big night for Sean Monaghan. So we got a question here. Should the Habs sell high on Monaghan now or hold on to him to a little bit closer to the deadline when maybe the list of suitors would grow? I think if you get the price now, you take it. But that's me personally. I, I was There's a reason why Sean Monaghan was number two on my trade targets board last week. I think he's the perfect ideal 3C on a contending Stanley Cup team. Um, He's off to a great start. His big thing is health. And I think that's the real risk that you're running with the Montreal Canadiens is if you hang on to him and he gets hurt, there's you get nothing. So rather, I'd rather take something now if you can find a suitor. I think part of the issue is there's not many teams that are in trade mode right now that are looking for centers, and that's the hard part. We talked about the Hughes brothers earlier in the show. We got a question from Matty Hughes over on the YouTube. who said, Frank, which city has the better food, Stockholm or Seattle? Ooh, um, I'm going to say Seattle. I like seafood. Not that you can't get that in Stockholm, but it's. I had some great oysters yesterday, a little, uh, little chowder action as well. And then tonight I'm going to get some sushi, so that's what I'm excited for. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Connor is in with one as well. He wants to know if there's anything to Evgeny Kuznetsov getting healthy, scratched or scratched in Washington. Any update there? Yeah, you know, I kind of am kicking myself last week on the trade targets board. I flirted with the idea of putting Kuznetsov on and I know they're trying to get rid of him. I know that he would like a change of scenery. I just watching the first 10, 15, 20 games of the season. It was like, man, this is someone who showed up and wanted to play this year. And while some might think that that might help on the trade front, I'm also looking at the cap sort of being squarely in the mix right now. But then you see this healthy scratch come along and you're like, geez, I, this certainly feels like a situation that might be evolving or devolving more appropriately. So certainly something to keep an eye on. 
one more season after this one at 7.8 million. So certainly not an easy contract to get out of the other thing too. Well, modified modified no trade clause, 15 team no trade list. But I don't think he would probably I think you like you said, he's probably open to a change of scenery. Well, let's say he gets the 65 or 70 points. Is 7.8 million that outrageous for one more mm-hmm. year? And he's I a don't center. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think he's got a game breaking ability that when he's engaged, he's as good as anyone in the league. It's just you can't get that consistently out of him. And I, I think they're dying to see more of it. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. And your spot, if you want to get in on the action with the NHL, NFL, whatever you want to wager on. Uh, I Last night, first off, shout out to the Montreal Canadiens for coming through. It was a profitable night for me on the betting front, even though I went one for one because the Habs were dogs. Today, I'm taking another plus money bet. I think the Rangers should be way bigger favorites than this, Frank. They're minus 133 on the money line and a fantastic plus 167 on the puck line. Now, there's a couple factors that I understand why. Like the Rangers, their last three wins have failed to cover the puck line. The Senators are on home ice and they're a Canadian team, which usually juices up the odds a little bit. But I'm taking advantage of this really nice price tag at plus 167. The Rangers have been one of, if not the best team in the NHL this year, and they're getting healthy. So I like the Rangers at this price point. Getting a little greedy on the puck line, but I trust it. Uh, and as our producer Gavin just pointed out, Rangers 10-2-1 on the road so far this season as well. Um, my shot prop parlay tonight, usually I go with two guys who are at one and a half. But Dylan Larkin's line has dropped from three and a half to two and a half. He's had four plus shots in four straight games. So I like including him as a part of today's parlay. Alexander Holtz is my other one. Not exactly, you know, a household name by any means, but he has been crushing this as of late. 18 shots on goal in his last five games. He's hit this number in four of those five as well. You play those together at plus 146. So there you go, Frank. A couple of big plus money bets for you on a Tuesday night in the NHL. Which brings us... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you had a shout-out to the Montreal Canadiens. How about a shout-out to the Seattle Kraken? Because I am living on for the first time in four weeks in the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Game. The over 25.5 shots I took on Monday. That means I'm still in the game this week as almost half of the pool was eliminated on night one. I think we had 833 participants this week down to four... What is it? 433. Yeah, there you go. So uh, it's I'm in the game and I'm feeling good. I got a chance to win some free food from Wendy's on the Wendy's app. You and I both had that cracking one. So we were both surviving. Uh, You can head over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com now and play our Wendy's Survivor game. New chicken strips and French toast sticks at Wendy's. It's serendipitous, Frank, and it is a winning combo. You and I looking to keep our winning streaks going. Uh, but what do you got I for figured, Oh, I figured when in Seattle, I mean, you got to go yeah. with the Kraken. And tonight, uh, you know, it's interesting on the daily face-off survivor pool. I'm, I think I'm, uh, my mind hasn't been made up yet, but uh, head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. For garbage time, I want to give a little shout-out to Bauer because we're always talking about growing the game and finding ways to uh, get more people involved. Look at these Bauer little rookie skates. They've got an adjustable toe cap where I think one of the big costs and one of the big fears of parents getting their kids into hockey is how do I continue to afford the equipment? You buy a pair of skates and sometimes your kid's foot grows so fast. They don't even make it through the entire season. Check this out. It slides and you can continue to make the skate a bit bigger. So you could probably get three sizes out of it as opposed to just one. 
Certainly a nice little innovation from Bauer. I love seeing little things like this that could just, even if it brings in a few hundred more people to try out hockey, get it at a price point that is affordable for people, introduce them to the game, get the hook in their mouth, and you got them for life. Yeah, 100%. That is so cool. I've never seen that before. And you're right. For parents who want to get their kids into hockey, if all of a sudden that pair of couple hundred dollar skates, even at that age, can last you two years now instead of half a season, like that's a huge difference. Yeah, and I would say there's all sorts of great programs. I don't know what it's like yeah. in Canada necessarily, but here in the U.S., you know, you've got learn to play programs where you sign up and you show up to the rink and they outfit you in a full equipment bag everything from helmet to skates yours to keep for free and you get eight on ice sessions to start after that is when it gets real with the fees and everything else but there's lots of ways to get introduced to the game and if you can start to make people feel a little bit more comfortable i personally think price point and the expense is the biggest thing holding hockey back from really growing in the u.s i was uh i was at a sports store the other day and the new line of sticks from one of the brands for the senior sticks, $399 for a hockey stick. I almost had a heart attack. It's crazy. And uh, it's funny because I'm sitting here going, hey, I you know, I need a new stick. I've been using mine in the backyard a lot. Like, I don't want to pay $250 for a new stick just for beer league. Like, I just, I don't have any interest in that. Got to try and find a way to make this more affordable. Yeah, I love it. Fantastic garbage time from you, Frank. It is all brought to you by Wendy's and their new French. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sticks and chicken strips. It is quite the combo over at Wendy's. Download the Wendy's app today and help them get keep you fed for lunch. Uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show over on the Daily Face Off YouTube. Shout out to Carter Hutton for swinging by today as well. And we'll be back tomorrow, 12 uh, o'clock Eastern. Chat with you then. Oh, what? I was going to say, I've, I've, I remembered my pick for tonight for the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor oh, game. The, what is it? It's Tuesday. I'm going with a Devil's Win. A Devil's Win against Vancouver. Two Hughes you- better than one. You can tail Franker. You can tail me. I'm going Rangers over three and a half goals. Best of luck, everybody. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.